Hey guys, welcome to the All Jacked Up podcast. I'm your host, Dana Jenkins, and I am all jacked up in all kinds of good ways. Everything we talk about on this podcast is going to come from a place of us being all jacked up about Jesus. But more importantly, everyone on this podcast, whether it's me, your host, or someone we're interviewing, we're all jacked up and need Jesus. So if you're all jacked up, you're in the right place. Hey, hey, jacked up people. You know, usually when you say jacked up people, that's not a good thing. But I feel like on this podcast, like saying, hey, we're all jacked up. That is a good thing. So welcome, all you awesomely jacked up people. Take that as a compliment. Let's go. Man, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you're having a great week. Can we just start off by talking about all the good softball that is on TV this past week? Actually, past two weekends. Let's just, let's go past two weekends because it has been nothing short of amazing. Crazy good softball. Man, there were some good games. Okay, let's just talk about a couple, all right? How about them raging Cajuns? What? Everybody knows that Cajuns are crazy. Like, they just, they, they're there to get it done. That's it. Raging Cajun Nation. Man, that game against LSU and the Raging Cajuns, that, it, this was in regionals, okay? This is not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Holy smoke. Now, I love some Beth Tarina. I love her. I love me some Lindsay Leftwich. I love both of them ladies, but it was so neat to see the Cajuns get that win in advance to Super Regionals. Just unbelievable. Good game. And we can't talk about Regionals without talking about those Liberty University Flames coming at ya hot, coming in hot. Yeah, they shoot, they shot their shot. I mean, for real though, like what a run the Flames had beating number two UCLA at home during regional play. That was amazing. It, it was insane. So, so good. I, I hate that they are not making it to supers again, speaking about the Flames, but man, what an incredible run they had they beat some I mean just had some great great games where they beat some ranked opponents and just knocking out UCLA at regionals at their I mean they were the hosting site at their home field oh my goodness insane good good stuff and yeah so speaking of regionals if you want some laughter to go with your excitement I need you guys to take a look at the clip going around on Twitter they are in it this is again in regionals this was the game against UCLA and Liberty University they are interviewing the head coach for UCLA and the legend Dot Richardson comes over she's just walking over to coach third base but she stands right in front of the coach for UCLA she stands right in front as this this coach has got the headphones on they're asking her questions she's trying to go through this interview process and dot is just I mean literally boom right in you can't even see the UCLA coach right in front it was awesome the coach is trying to talk to the commentators and dot keeps moving so as the coach will move one way 
unknowingly, Dot will take a step and move right back in line so that the camera cannot see her anymore. It only sees Dot. (laughs) So, yeah, it it was hilarious. My favorite part of the whole thing is when, and again, Dot doesn't even know that the other coach is being interviewed. She is just, she is in her world. Like, she is living in her her Dot Richardson world. Like, that. there's nothing else, right, that's going on. But Dot is looking at her batter, that's waiting for the interview to be over so that they can start the game. And Dot gives just a, it was kind of one of those, not like a slow clap, but it was kind of like that, but in a fist pump move. But it wasn't like a, yeah, but it was just a slow fist pump, like, "Mm, we got this, let's go. It was, it was awesome. It was unbelievable. The UCLA coach finally says, hey, it's Dot Richardson. She can do what she wants. Like it, it was just, and the announcers were trying to com- just maintain c- their composure in this interview, and and it was just, it was funny. So it's it's on Twitter. It's probably been circulated a little bit by now, but um, again, that was in regionals. Just funny, funny stuff. And since we were talking about softball. Let's just keep it going. Let's move on into Super Regionals. We have to talk about the Clemson-Oklahoma game. Like, if you guys did not see this game this past weekend, again, this is Super Regionals. Uh, Oklahoma is hosting. They are the host site. It was unbelievable. Clemson, oh my goodness. I, I like both teams. I wanted both teams to win. It's one of the very few times I was pulling for both teams. One team would do something great. I'd be like, yeah, that's awesome. The next team would turn around and answer it and do something great. I was like, yeah, man. And I was sitting with my family and my parents kept going, who are you pulling for? You keep cheering for everybody. And they're right. I, I was pulling for both teams. I really like both teams. I like both teams for different reasons, but I really I was pulling for both of them. I wanted them both to have a good day. If you are not a softball fan or you don't know what happened between Clemson and Oklahoma, let me just set the stage. OU has only lost one, one, one game, one, like, one game this entire season. One, one single game. They've only lost once. That is insane in the softball world. Now, Clemson is still considered a newer program since they just recently joined the ACC. I think this is, what, their third or fourth year. I think they joined the ACC in 2020. I know they hired Rittman in 2017, but... They were building the field and allowing the coaching staff to get put in place and then started recruiting. So I think they joined the ACC in 2020. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. But since that time, holy cow, Clemson has come on the scene and they've come in strong. I mean, just being a top contender, not only in the ACC, but in the country right out of the gate. So Clemson is beating Yeah, I said beating. That Clemson is beating Oklahoma by three runs. Insane. The score is seven to four, and it's the seventh inning. Meaning that the Sooners, it's down to their last shot to come back. There are two outs with runners on first and second, and Oklahoma's number four hitter is up at the plate. I mean, cleanup hitter. You don't. This is. 
This is who you want. Your number four hitter, she's there because she's an RBI kid. So you want your number four hitter at the plate when the game's on the line. Now, Valerie Cagle, who is up for player of the year, Cagle is on the mound for Clemson, and she has an 0-2 count on the hitter, meaning no balls and two strikes. Right. Right. So this is the moment. Clemson is one pitch, just one one pitch away from the biggest win in the program's history. One pitch away from giving the Oklahoma Sooners only their second loss of the entire season. And again, Oklahoma is ranked number one right now. So huge. 0-2 count, best hitter at the plate. Kegel is on the mound. Let's get it done, right? Now, the very next pitch that Kegel throws, it's high. It's out of the zone. It is not a strike. But the kid at the plate, she keeps her hands up, and she hits a home run. What? A three-run home run to tie the game. It's the seventh inning. This was it. They had two outs. All that they were one pitch away. It was incredible. I felt terrible for Clemson. Terrible for Cagle. Was jumping up and down and clapping for Oklahoma. Felt elated for Patty Gasso. Oh my goodness. What a game. Now, not to ruin anything for you, but the Sooners went on to win the game in extra innings. Now, here is why I bring all of this up. There is a reason, other than just some really good softball happening in the past two weekends. So this is why I bring all of this up. How many times have we been in the shoes of Valerie Cagle? Now, remember, she was the pitcher on the mound. I mean, just one pitch away from something spectacular. One pitch away from Clemson's biggest win in program history. I was thinking to myself, she is going to have nightmares about that pitch. I know I would. Back in my coaching days, if I made a bad call or I feel as if I was the very reason we lost a game, just, just again, maybe making some bad substitutions or not sending a runner when I should have, I, I dreamt about that stuff. I would, I would have nightmares. I, I, you can't even call it a dream. I would have nightmares about that stuff. So that's why I'm saying she's probably going to have nightmares because, my goodness, I know that she has probably seen that pitch in her head. She's probably played it a million and one times. But how many times have we wanted one moment back for a do-over? <laughs> you guys remember when your kids, like, man, you just out in the yard playing, you'd be like, do-over? And it was literally, okay, you get a second shot. In golf, they call it a mulligan, right? Uh, but in life, it's a do-over. Because in our minds, when we, want it, when we have a do-over, when we want a do-over, the do-over would change everything. For me, I have wanted more do-overs than I can even begin to count. I've wanted a do-over with my words I've wanted to do over with my actions, my decisions, my goodness. If only, if only I could have some of those moments back. That's what I've always thought. Well, what I have come to learn, funny how that happens, the older you get, the more you know, right? But it, what I've come to learn is 
that while I make more mistakes than I can shake a stick at, God doesn't. And this is important because I have to remind myself that I am not powerful enough to wreck or mess up God's plan. I'm just not. One of my favorite verses ever is Job 42, verse 2. Chapter 42, verse 2, it says, I know that you can do anything, and no plan of yours can be thwarted. Now, this is Job speaking to God. And if you don't know what Job went through, I love the book of Job. It is, it's good. Like, it's just some good, good stuff. But, man, I... I, I love the whole chapter, like chapter 42 in Job. Oh my gosh. Like, it's just good. The whole thing is good. But Job has some hardships come his way. And there's a part in Job where he actually starts questioning God. He starts questioning God, basically saying, why have you let all these things happen? Like, I've been a good guy. I've been a righteous man. Uh, I, you know, I've done everything the way that I, I should have. I was supposed to. But God starts answering Job back, and and it's pretty powerful when he does. But this is where Job is looking at God, and, and Job is saying to God, God, I know that you can do anything and no plan of yours. Job is saying that not even, I, I don't understand this plan. I don't get this plan. I don't like this plan. I don't want any more of this plan. But I know that you can do anything, and no plan of yours can be thwarted. And so... Actually, on a side note, I told you guys, just go back and read the book of Job. It's good. I know I've said that before in another episode, but this is a little bit of a side note. Um, how about when Job says, and this is in in uh, verse 3, chapter 42, just the next verse down, it says, and, and again, this is still Job speaking to God. Job says, surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. Now, reading this and understanding this verse, it's only going to be impactful if you know what Job just went through. Yeah, like go back. It's it's such a good book. Anyway, back to our do-overs. Here's my question for you guys this week. Do you have any do-overs you would like to cash in on? Is there is there just something in your life that you're thinking, man, if I could go back and I could do that differently, I would in a heartbeat. Now, Here's the other part of that. Are they a do-over because of how it affected someone else or how you think it could affect the trajectory of your life? Either one, I think we've both been in, in or I think we've both, I think we've all been in both instances where we go, man, I really, if I could go back and do that over, I would because I know that my words or my actions or whatever it was, it really hurt someone. Um, there's just times where we wish we could take things back. Now, friends, hear me when I say, man, beloved ones, hear me when I say, you are not that powerful to mess up what God has for you. Let that sink in for a minute. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, what about Adam and Eve? They messed up big time. Yeah, you're right. They did. They did mess up. And if you continue reading after they messed up, you will see that God had a plan to make things right. He had a plan to get them back on track. God has been doing that since the garden. He has always had a plan to make things right. God's always had a plan to get us back on track. Man, 
good, good stuff. I was talking with my mom the other day, actually this past weekend, and we were just talking and, and really just reminiscing and just talking about some of the crazy things that, that we were just kind of dealing with that's, that's happened to us in our past. And I told her I wouldn't change a thing. Now, when I said that, that doesn't mean that I am proud of everything that I've done or that I would ever want to go back and do it again. But again, the older I get, I look back on things and I wouldn't take that do over. I think after immediately after it happened, maybe, yeah, absolutely. I would take the do over, but I think the further away I get from it, I don't think I would take that do over my mistakes and shortcomings have, they've shaped and they've made me better if I let them. And that's a, it's a big if, right? If I let them, those times also allowed me to see where God stepped in. And when God stepped in, I was allowed to see that he had a plan all along. He, he knew that I'm flawed. I'm not perfect. I'm not holy. So I'm going to mess up, but he, he has a plan. He has a plan for all of us when we mess up. One of my favorite sayings to athletes has always been trust the process. Trust the process. Be about the process and not about the result. The process is hard, but it's also where we see growth. Those rough edges get smoothed out. And sometimes if we're lucky, when we get a little further down the road in life, we see that God was doing things too wonderful for us to know. Just like Job says, I know that you can do anything and no plan of yours can be thwarted. And again, Job says, surely I spoke of things I didn't understand, things too wonderful. Now remember, Job was questioning God, why did you let all of this bad stuff happen to me? And then Job says, hey, I misspoke. There there were things going on that were just too wonderful for me to wrap my head around. So for me, if I had a chance to to take a do-over in any number of mistakes I've made in my life. At this point, I don't think I'd do it. Of course, I don't want to hurt people. And of course, I would I would like an easier path. Um, my goodness, I'm hard-headed. So uh, I think hard-headed means that you're going to have a rough path. If, you, if it takes you a long time to learn a lesson like it has me, holy smoke, I, I wish there would have been easier roads to take. But hey, Some of those roads, they've smoothed out some of my rough edges. And I am lucky because I feel like I'm down the road enough in my life where I can look back and, and say that instead of looking at God and saying, God, why did you let that happen? Why did you allow that to happen? God, why me? Like I can look back and go, oh man, God, I know that you can do anything. And I can't mess up your plan. And Lord, I know that You were doing things that were too wonderful, too wonderful for me to know or understand. Mm. Now, if if you're thinking of a couple of things you would like a do-over with, may I make a suggestion? I'm going to make it anyway because this is my podcast. (laughs) And I've got the mic. Uh, Yeah, so let me me give you a tip. And it take, man, it has taken me a long time time to learn to to not only do this but to do this well and I'm not I'm still not sure that I do it well 
but I do try and do this more often. So if you have something in your life that you were thinking, my goodness, if I just had a do-over, everything would be different. My suggestion to you is give it to God. Let him be the one to make it right. Because any do-over that we get, guys, I guarantee we're still probably going to mess it up. Because we're humans, we're flawed, we're not perfect, and that's what we do. Because we're not perfect, there's a lot of stuff that we don't get right. So if you have a do-over that you want to want to cash it in on, give it to God. Let Him be the one to, to, to make it right. Now, my heart still hurts for Kegel a little bit, but who knows? That one pitch, that could end up being the biggest part of her testimony one day. Who knows? How great would that be? Yeah. Man, I hope this episode hits you in all the right spots because, man, it did me. This has been a really good one. And just thinking about all this, and and anytime I get to talk about Job, even the book of Job, but really chapter 42 in the book of Job, just it's one of my favorite things to talk about. So just good, good stuff. I hope this week treats you all well. And I hope you spend the rest of the week all jacked up. Mm-hmm.